Hi, this is your girl Nashayla Moore, and today I'm gonna do part two of the narcissistic, the narcissistic relationship. Um, I covered part one, and I just wanted to go in debt a little bit more to cover all the signs and symptoms and the pointers, stuff that I probably did not um, cover the first time when I did the podcast. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for following, like, share, and following the Shayla Moore. Um, this is not going to be a real long podcast because I have three episodes or three parts. Um, the final part, I'm going to try again, like I mentioned, to have a person uh, or a couple of people on the live or a couple of people on the podcast to discuss, you know, things that they have experienced because I have a couple of people. Um, that wanted to talk about it. It's just a matter of time to see if they are able or free to discuss the narcissist. Um, the narcissist is a very, very, very special. Um, I, I don't want to say special, but it's a very, very interesting topic because it's like a topic within its own. It's not something that you can include with another topic as far as the behavior um and when you have these narcissistic relationships um they tend to get very interesting um everybody experienced something similar or sometimes a little more than others and maybe even different but overall it's a narcissistic meaning the person is a narcissistic um experiencing narcissism it's really not something really to joke about. It's not nothing like a laughing matter. It's it's really a serious, serious, serious situation. Um, a lot of times when you are dating a person with um, narcissism, you probably don't think or recognize at first, unless you are, are very aware of what's going on, you probably don't understand exactly what's going on at first. You probably just think it's just you. Um, you're probably not really, um, how can I say, you're not really acknowledging that there is a problem because again, we tend to acknowledge um the good and ignore the bad and that is a form or a sign of collecting red flags remember i always tell you don't collect the red flags the red flags are not good to collect but a lot of times we will collect those red flags especially when we like somebody especially when we love somebody and um the shade Moore has done it as well um it, it's it's really nothing to um, how can I say it? It's it's not like something like a reward or some type of trophy of collecting the red flags when you're dating a narcissist. But the point is, it can be very, very um, serious. I don't want to. I don't want to say dangerous, but because it, it all depends on the person who wants to uh, deal with the person. Because it necessarily don't have to be dangerous, but at the same time. It is an issue that's on the table and needs to be addressed. There is a very, very serious underlying issue and it needs to be addressed. Um, a lot of times with any relationship, we don't want to acknowledge the truth. We don't want to see, especially when we love somebody. We don't want to say, you know what, something is going on. Something is not right. And it's okay um, to be that way. 
because that's just like a normal reaction. But at some point, when you see that there is something serious going on, you have to address the issue. You have to address the issue face face to face or head on because if you don't, it's like a fire. It's going to burn. It's going to get worse. And I know you don't want it to get worse. I know you don't want it to be something to the point of no return. So a lot of times um, dealing with a person with narcissistic behavior or narcissism, um, it's not a situation where you can ignore. You need to address those type of people head on face to face because they have to be in their reality. If not, you're feeding into what they have. I mean, you know what they're doing. You feed into it and that's not good. You know, um, it, it's, it's just very, a, a very uh, sensitive. It's a very serious um, and it's a very real situation. Um, it's not a laughing matter. Um, I basically, like I said, I dealt with a narcissistic, several narcissistics. And um, it, each and every time they displayed the, the, all the signs and symptoms of being a narcissistic. And it was always me always trying to cater to the ego. And this is what they feed off of. I was catering, 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 catering. And at some point, you lose yourself when you're catering to somebody to that degree. Because I'm like, why am I, you know, constantly catering? And it was like, it was like I was feeling hopeless, like hopeless, like I was just lost because it was nothing left. I was giving my all. It's like they were taking everything. I just saw exactly how I felt, ladies and gentlemen. I felt like the energy, the everything, it was just my love, my time. It was just like I was being drained. And it was like I was never being replenished. Yes, in most cases, narcissistics do not replenish you. You're not you're not gonna get what you need in return from a narcissistic. It's it's not gonna happen. And I was always hoping for the best, always hoping that they would change, always hoping that it was going to come back to me, you, you know, the good that I put in, you know, into the person thinking that I could save them. And then, you know, a lot of times I'm going to say this, um, you have and I, and I don't like to curse all the time, but I'm, a, you know, I got to tell you the what I was always thinking. You always have this Captain Save-A-Hole syndrome. Yeah. Captain Save-A-Hole. What is Captain Save-A-Hole? It's when you in a relationship and you come in with the cape on with the intent to save somebody. And yes, Nashay Lamore had the cape on and she was trying to save her man. You know, um, I dealt with more than one person that had narcissism. So I would say I dealt with, I think it was three. So with the case, I mean, the cases that you know, when I was dating or involved, I came in, you know, when I seen the signs and I didn't address it uh, head on because I didn't really know at the time that they were narcissistic. So I came in trying to save them. And this is just, you know, who I am. I, I felt like I cared enough about them. I wanted to be with them. And I, I was like, you know, this is going to work. We're going to make this work. And I felt myself draining. It was only until I was draining. It's like you're drowning. It's like a hopeless feeling. And you're feeling like really hopeless, like of no return. And I was like, wow, why am I feeling like this? It was like every time I deal with them, I would feel drained. 
I would feel drained. I would feel energy loss. I would feel like, you know, what is going on? Because, you know, and then things I would tell him, you know, he wouldn't take heed to it that would bother me. I would tell him in advance, like, hey, this bothers me. Oh, I don't like this. Um, no type of consideration at all. No type of consideration, nothing. You know, no type of, you know, I'm thinking about you. I love you. I don't want to hurt you. It was all about him. The id, the id, Freud, the psychologist, Freud, the id. And I was just like, wow, you know, and I had to wake up out of that coma and realize each and every time that it was not going to happen. This is not the relationship for me because at some point I'm an empath. What is it? E-M-P-H. I mean, E-M-P-A-T-H. Yes. So I give a lot in my relationships and I love hard. And uh, but it's hard to get close to me in the beginning. But once you do, this is how I am, you know, and I basically wanted to give, 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 give. And it was just like, it was really not good. So with that being said, you know, with the, with the narcissistic and I, and I give my points, ladies and gentlemen, not to tell you my business, but to help you understand that I have been there and also to help you understand that I'm not bashing anyone. Because, see, a lot of times when you do podcasts and you speak on certain issues, and these are very, very serious, sensitive issues, you have to relate. You have to show that you can relate, not only with the research, not only with other people's experiences. A lot of times it's more heartfelt when the person that's speaking, this is why I tell a lot of examples. Uh, when the person is speaking, it's a lot of it's it's more heartfelt, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when a person can say, you know what? Hey, I've been there. I've been there. This is what I've been through. You're not alone. Don't feel bad. You know, and it, and it really goes a long way. And, and I like my audience to feel the audience that love Nishayla Moore, follow Nishayla Moore, like Nishayla Moore, admire Nishayla Moore, whatever the case is. I want my people to say you know what? I like her. She's real. You know, she, she puts herself in my shoes or like she's a friend at the house talking to me or she's at a dinner table or we out having cocktails and having a heart to heart, heartfelt conversation. That's how I write my books. Um, so it's not to be all passionate, you know, be all into it. No, it's to let you know I've been there. I'm a friend. I'm a sister, you know, you know, in that type of area, you know, I want to let you know that we, we're talking heart to heart on this podcast. It's real. You know, I'm a real life relationship uh, writer and I'm a real life speaker on the podcast. I'm, I'm real. I'm not going to come with the fake. I'm not. You know, if this is not the podcast for you, then you can always change podcasts. I have no problem with it. I always tell people if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Let it fly. I don't want to twist nobody's arm or make somebody feel uncomfortable or make somebody feel that they do not have to listen to the podcast. This is not what we're doing in 2021 and beyond. But if you do listen, I thank you. I thank you because I'm going to come with the real. I'm going to come with the real. But back to the narcissist. Um, I experienced it. And um, it, it just was really, it was deep. It was deep. And um, 
I, I really, 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 I, I just feel so bad for that person, which is me, uh, to put myself through that. I, I just was like trying to save them. I, I really literally tried to save them. And it was amazing how I look back on it now. I was like, had the Captain save a syndrome. You know, I had the Captain save a just had to save them. And it was just like, how are you going to save somebody? You got to get your stuff together. You're not strong enough to save them. You know, it, it's really, they need a lot, a lot of help, like a team, a lot of cases. Not all the time. In most cases, they do. They need psychiatry. They need a psychologist. They might need, uh, which is a medical they might need other forms of attention and things, family members or whatever. But however, I wasn't strong enough to, to save them by myself. And I was really trying to do that. And, um, and the first step of a, a narcissist is to acknowledge that you do have some issues and you might be a narcissist in order for you to get help. Um, a lot of times they don't do that. They won't do that. They won't um, acknowledge that. Um, you're the villain. You're always wrong. It's all about them. So it's really hard. Um, again, this is part two. Nishay Lamore, part two of the narcissist. And we're going to go in. The last one, the final, um, the final one, I'm hoping to have a multiple of people, one to two people. And we're going to go in as far as the closing of the narcissist and narcissism. But this is part two. I said I was going to have only three set three parts of the narcissist. So let's get started. Um, first of all, I just would like to say I do not own any rights to any music in the background. Nishay Lamore do not own any rights to any music that's in the background. Again, I'd like to say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for like, share and follow. Uh, following the shade more, I'm gonna give it to you in the raw. I'm gonna give it to you what's real. I'm gonna be very, very uh, professional and very. I'm not gonna be nasty or anything or inconsiderate, but I'm gonna just tell you the facts. I'm gonna state the facts, and also state sometimes my experiences, and um, just tell you word for word, play by play. Um, let's go. Some of the symptoms, signs and symptoms of the narcissist or a person experience narcissism, narcissism, grandiosity. What is grandiosity? I think I talked about it on the first one. It's exaggerated sense of self-importance. Um, it's just like you basically a person, they think they're better than you. They think they're above everybody and you can't possibly think that you're better than anybody we have so many people in the world and you have to humble yourself at some point you know with all the people in the world things going on people got you know things going on as far as you know it could be homeless or this and that they just think that they're better and that's not cool you know what i'm saying um yes when i was with the narcissist if somebody was asking i don't know if they was or thinking it i just felt that they were uh, I basically felt that they thought they was better than me and they did treat me like that, you know, and I experienced it and it was cool because I was the type to humble myself in a relationship and I was always the person that was always trying to give and trying to save them. So it took some time and um, eventually I came out of it. But in the beginning, it was a lot of that. I'm better than you syndrome. Like treat me like you should be grateful that you're with a person like me or I'm the best thing that ever happened to you <laughs> yeah that type of syndrome and it was it went on for a while because a lot of times people like myself um 
you know, we just overlook it when we and, and it's flamboyant buoyant as Nishayla Moore appears and as much as people think that I'm so outgoing and I'm over the top sometimes, I'm really, really very humble and I'm very, very uh submissive, subservient to my man. Um, I like to give. I like to I like to be pampered, but I like to give to my man. I like to take care of my man. I like to love my man. And this is why a lot of those type of people, narcissistic men, they are attracted to me once they find out. Because at first they think that I'm like them. And then they realize, oh, she's a giver, you know. And um, it's really sad. But, yeah, I, I tend to love on my guy in a way where I just don't see no wrongs at first. And then it's like I have to step back. And then I have to say, wait a minute, <laughs> something's not right. And then that's when all the flags that I have probably collected, um, I start to see them, you know, like anybody else. I start to see all my red flags. And Shayla Moore see her red flags. And I'm like, oh my God, was I collecting all these flags? And all the signs are right there. It's like I open up my drawer and there it is. All the red flags that I should have walked away or I should have left it alone or I should have never even tried to make it work. And, you know, I'm sure that I'm not, you know, the only person. I'm sure I'm one of many that have experienced that with the narcissist. So, you know, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I like the experiences because it's made me stronger. Yes, made me stronger. So with that being said, let's keep it going. Excessive need for admiration is similar to what I said. The self-importance was the first one. Remember, they are very important. There's somebody, you know, I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to you. And you should know how great I am on my job. And then the excessive need for admiration, meaning they need a lot of people to stand up and clap. And they need an audience. They need people to, you know, basically acknowledge how great they are. You know, I am the greatest. You should know this. I am the greatest. And a lot of times when you see that, um, when you're not humble to other people, and you feel that a person is just feeling like they're so great. Um, you got to kind of step back and ask yourself, why am I dealing with this? Because you're setting yourself up for hurt, disappointment and all of the above. Because how can they acknowledge you or love you if they're, it's just all about them? How can they love you? I mean, they're so crowded or clouded with all the you know, the id, it's me, 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 that they can't see anything else. They can't see anything else. So how could they even understand? How could they understand? Um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just surprised, you know, now as I look at myself, like, how did you deal with that so long? But it happens, ladies and gentlemen, it happens to the best of us. It happens. Uh, moving right along. Superficial and exploitative relationship. Sorry, relationships. What do I mean by that? Um, they tend to get in relationships that they know that they don't want to really be in. Um, it's kind of like superficial. They pretend that they like you or they pretend that they're into you. But really, they can't be into you if they're into themselves. It, it, it really, you know, they can't they can't be. How can I say it? You're never going to get all what you want out of a narcissistic person or a narcissistic relationship because it's all about them. It always the boomerang or the, you know, the circle goes, the 360 always aims right back at them. It's like always going to go back to them. They're going to do everything in their power to gain control because they want you to think um, 
that it's not about them, but really it is about them. So sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, they will um, do things or shadow who they really are. Shadow me like cover up who they really are and pretend that they're somebody else. And that's only for a second, a millisecond, because immediately they cannot take that much energy off of them. They cannot take that much um, attention off of them. So it's going to go right back to them like immediately. So it, it'll be for a second that they'll do that and then they'll turn right back around like it's all about me you know that's what they might as well say because that's what it is it's all about me how could i ever focus on you how could i ever love you when you're supposed to love me how could i ever think that you're the greatest when i'm the greatest you know and this is just what it is you know um we have to ex accept what things are and deal with them accordingly um and this is where nishayla moore is in her life and i hope that you learn something from these podcasts that I'm putting out because I'm giving a lot of my experiences and also I'm giving a lot of information that a lot of times people pay for. So I hope that this is something that you can learn from. But moving right along, they have lack of empathy. Yes. What is empathy, Nishayla Moore? Empathy is like I'm concerned. I'm worried. I'm just, you know, it's like a little touch of concern you know I'm, I'm you know I'm not gonna have sympathy where I'm gonna come over and help you or do something about it or assist you see sympathy is two three steps further you know when you're really gonna do something you're concerned you're gonna try to help uh whatever make a move empathy is more like oh you know like I sympathize with you you know I understand so when you tell a, a narcissist something that's going on with you they're gonna be like they're going to bring it right back to them. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, I went through the same thing and it really was hurtful to me. And when I went through it and you're like, wait a minute. Did I just tell you that I went through something? How did you turn it right back around to you? How did you turn it right back around to you? And ladies and gentlemen, we're not saying that it's not no other narcissistic people outside of relationship. We're not talking about anybody else but the relationship. It's not my, um, how can I say? I'm not going to say it's not my job, but I'm not here to discuss your mother that's narcissistic, your brother that's narcissistic, or anybody else. I'm just talking about the narcissistic relationship because that's what Nishayla Moore discusses real life relationships so if you have somebody else that's narcissistic or experiences experiencing narcissism um in a, a friendship uh it could be a child it could be a mother it could be a father whatever the case may be you need to uh do research and probably try to see if they would get help or try to get therapy if they will allow you, if they will allow you to help them and if they accept what's going on, because a lot of times a narcissistic is not going to accept any type of diagnosis or any type of uh, who they are or what's going on with them. They not going to do it in most cases, in most cases, ladies and gentlemen, because they feel like you're crazy, like you're how could you even dare come with something that negative about a narcissist this is how they feel even in a relationship you know they're not gonna ever feel like in most cases that they're wrong how could how dare you how dare you say i'm wrong how dare you say that i need help i'm the queen of everything i'm the king of everything yeah this is the syndrome you know it, it's so sad and usually the victims 
they always are trying to save them in most cases. Like myself, you, you get caught up trying to save them. You get caught up to catering to the ego. You get caught up in trying to help them. And it drains you, ladies and gentlemen. It, it is very draining. And not only is draining, it's just sickening because you're like giving, 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 and you're never receiving. You never, you have to receive sometimes. Givers have to receive, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a giver in most cases. I, I, I take, but I'm more a giver. You have to receive sometimes in order to replenish or to get your energy back, you know. And a lot of times when you deal with takers, givers that deal with just takers, we get drained, we get drained. It's it's draining. And we have to... And it's really sad because... I'm just going to say something. I don't know if anybody else is like this. A lot of times when a person is a taker with Nishayla Moore, I cut you off so brutal. <laughs> it's almost like I'm taking away your oxygen. Because at this point, now it's me or you. You know, it's like I, it's either I'm going to live or you're going to live. And I got to live. So I got to cut you off. So when I get to that point, it's, it's really, really bad. Because if I cut a person off brutally, that means that you have pushed me to the point of no return, whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying I'm right at all times because I make mistakes as well. But one thing I'm not is a user, you know, and a lot of times narcissistic people it, it's not you and ladies and gentlemen stop getting off the you know i can hear somebody I, nobody said it but i just feel that somebody's gonna say well what do you mean material no it's not just material it's your love it's your time it's it's things like of that they not takers of just uh monetary they're they're takers of you know when you love them they they're gonna drain all your love and not give you any back they're gonna drain all your time you know it, it's just all other things you know what i'm saying the mental it was really mental with a narcissist really mental and if you're not able to deal with a narcissist you have to be a very strong person and i'm just gonna say it and keep it 100 you gotta be a very strong person to deal with a narcissist a person that's experiencing narcissism you have to be very strong very strong because they will pull you into their world and make you believe everything and you won't really believe it if you're weak so mentally if you're not a strong person you usually tend to be a follower this is not the personal relationship for you because they are very strong and they're very strong oh they're mentally strong it's just that they have to find people that are weak that they can um manipulate basically that's what it is it's manipulation and um at one point my strength i'm a very strong person but i tend to uh be submissive to my man so it's like i let my guards down and that's where the weakness and that's where that's where he infiltrated yes that's where he infiltrated and that's how they get in when you love them and you show love and concern it tends to be a weakness for for you but a strength for them to get in and take control that's all it's about control that's another big thing that they love they love control they feel powerful when they have control it's so funny but it's true you know and it's not funny like funny funny like funny like i'm sitting here after uh, uh those experiences and i'm able to give a testimony you know um 
it, it's just deep. It's deep, you know. And one day I'm gonna look back on these podcasts. I'm like, wow, you did the narcissistic, and you had one or two. So it's 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 really a testimony, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm here and I'm still sane after that. Because one of them, and I'm just gonna say this, one of them was taking me through uh, something. I'm just gonna say that and leave it right there. They took me through something and um, I could not believe that I accepted it. And, it. and again, ladies and gentlemen, it's not to say that I'm so great or I never make do any mistakes or I'm so wrong. No, I do wrong and I've made mistakes. That's not what we're talking about. But I've never. How can I say it? Um, I'm, I'm a type of person. If a person is down for me, I'm going to be down for them. If they give me, I'm going to give them. I'm, I'm basically fair exchange, no robbery. That's how I work in my relationships. I don't know if anybody else heard of that. You know, I'm going to put in what you put in. You know, I'm going to give what you give. And sometimes I give a little more when I see the um, effort. You know what I'm saying? When I see effort, sometimes I don't even worry about it. I just give, you know, because I'm a type of person. I love to take care of the person that I'm with in a relationship. That's just who I am. It's not about a special class, a female class, a woman class, one-on-one, how to take care of your man. It's just a matter of coming natural. You know, I like to cook for him, spoil him and all the above. But with the narcissist, it tends to be a little more extreme. So Nishayla Moore was going through a whole lot of more things I'm not going to discuss. That's my private life. But I've given you a whole lot, you know, um, as a testimony. But the details, that's private. So with that being said, you know, it, it's just deep. And uh, you just got to be careful, ladies and gentlemen. You got to be careful. It's really, really, you know, can be touchy and can be very, it's like you feel like a burnout. You don't want to feel that. You don't want somebody to take all of you or your energy or whatever. You might have kids. You might have family. You might have other people that love you and you want to deal with. It, they take so much out of the relationship that you be, you're burnt out sometimes for everybody else. And that's not good. It's not good. But moving right along, um, I told you they have lap, lack of empathy. They have an identity disturbance. They really think they are who they are, but they're really not. They, they, a lot of times they need a mirror in front of them to understand who they really are. Um, it's really sad, but this is what it is. Moving right along. Difficulty with attachment and dependency. We're going to talk about that just a little bit. What do Nishayla Moore mean about that? They have a problem with detachment. Um, they can control you to feel like they can walk away. They make you think or make you feel all the time that the relationship can be cut off at any given time. Yes, that's a game, ladies and gentlemen. They're not going to cut you off. Usually nar narcissistic people need certain type of people. If they have found in you what you are that works with them, that's just a lie. They're, you know, it's a game. They're not going to basically leave you, but they're going to play the game to make you think that they're going to leave you or they can do better or this and that. That's what Nishayla Moore went through. Oh, I could do better. I could, you know, this is what they put out, you know, in the universe to make you feel like you, you know, you always got to be on your toes. No, that's their way of baiting in their victims or the relationship to be in control or to have the mind in control. You know, they focus on mind control, whether you believe it or not. And, you know, you get caught up on, oh, I got to please them. Oh, I got to do this right. Oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want him to leave me for somebody else because they're going to always let you know that somebody else want them. That's not always true. 
don't you think that if somebody if you starting to see signs that they're basically have some issues or something is going on that's not right and you don't think that the other people they previously dealt with didn't see that i can guarantee you if you talk to some of them exes i guarantee you you will get how can i say you will be a little more wiser stronger and you probably would probably walk away because you probably would hear some things that you probably are experiencing and you'll see that it's a repeated cycle they don't change they change partners but they don't change the behavior a narcissistic ladies and gentlemen will change the partner but they won't change themselves i'm gonna say it for the third time ladies and gentlemen a narcissistic person or a person experiencing narcissism will change partners but they will never in most cases in most cases they will never change their behavior yes so you have to be careful look at the red flags um they don't like to be attached they pretend that they do because they need you but they really don't want you to feel that they need you say it again they need you but they don't want you to feel like they need you because they they feel like they you know they're superior they want you to think that they can leave you at any given any given point in the relationship yes they never want you to feel like they have to have you or they need you because see i'm gonna just say this and i'm gonna just throw this in there real quick this is another uh testimony a person that i was dealing with that had narcissistic behavior he kept always telling me that I don't need you. I don't need you. And I was wondering why he always would throw that when we have a disagreement. Why would he always tell me that? Because he needed me, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. That's why. I was foolish enough to cater to the ego. The id. Freud. And at that time, I didn't understand it. I didn't see so clear as I see now. But he had to make me think. It was reverse. It's what you call reverse psychology ladies and gentlemen he had to let me know the, the the very one thing that he was afraid of he had to let me know that he didn't need me because he really did need me you see what i'm saying you see where i'm going ladies and gentlemen he had to let me know that he did not need me on a regular basis ladies and gentlemen because at the end of the day he really did need me that is narcissistic he did not want me to know that really he wasn't in control as much as he thought he was. Truthfully, I was in control and didn't even know it. A lot of times you're in control over the situation because once you leave, they're lost. They don't tell you they're depressed, they're lost. They feel because they've lost something that's going to give them that feeling, that superior feeling, that, feel, that feeling of greatness, of that they're, they're the greatest and a lot of people are not going to pull up, put up with that these days. So when you take that away from them, actually, you're the one that's in power and don't know it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's really it's I don't like talking about it, but it's real. And we said we're going to discuss real life issues. And I've dealt with more than one narcissistic. Yes, I've dealt with it more than one of them <laughs> so you know I, I it's cool i i appreciate the experience but i don't want to deal with another narcissistic to save my life and if i even see the signs i have to let you go because i'm not going to spend the rest of my life catering to somebody and not receiving anything that's not going to happen you know this is just my view of it my take how i feel 
respect how I feel about it. This is my opinion. Um, I don't think people should be in situations where they're catering to somebody to make them feel so great. And then it's not reciprocated. It's not given back. I mean, you're supposed to make your woman feel just as good and great as you want to feel. And it's just sad. It's really a sad situation. And um, I appreciate the learning experience, though. I really do. Um, moving right along. They always have chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. See what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? We just got through talking about the attachment dependency. They always have chronic emptiness, feelings of emptiness and boredom. What does the shade of more mean? They always looking for some type of level of height. Like it's a height of, of, of like I got to top this one. It's like a fight or flight. Like they got to feel elevated at all times. Happy, like on a high you know what I'm saying? Like we would go places together and he just would be like, I'm the center of attraction and I know this person and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I would just be looking at him like, what is going on with this man? He basically had to feel superior. They want to feel superior in the relationship. And sometimes they feel like you they've outgrown you. This is what they have actually tricked their mind to believe a lot of times when they're with you and you've catered to so much of the ego. They start to feel like you're nothing to them. You're a peasant. You're a peasant, you know, to the king or the queen. You're a peasant. Like, how can I be with you? Why am I with you? They start talking down to you. You know what I'm saying? And and even if it's not directly talking down to you, they start giving these little condescending remarks. Be careful of the condescending remarks and the jokes. You know, the little jokes, condescending jokes. Oh, they do that. They're good at that. When you listen to a narcissistic and they're on their high and they think that they're better and they're just superior than the king or queen, listen to how they talk. They talk to you like you're nothing. You're a peasant. You're nothing. I'm the greatest. You should be great or should be glad you're with me. And I don't know, you know, I could be with anybody. You know, they're always going to let you know who they can be with and who, who want them and who desire them. Oh, I had to hear that so much, ladies and gentlemen. It was just like you make now that I hear now that I think about it, makes you want to throw up. Like, really, dude? Really? Like, I, I never like now. Well, I just say for some time because I learned the hard way as well. Um, you can't keep throwing in somebody's face about how many people want you or how many people are trying to talk to you. That's just something you don't do in a relationship. If a person know what they have, you shouldn't have to give a billboard, like a sign outside a billboard to let them know, I am the greatest. You should know that. I mean, you shouldn't have to do that. You should not have to give like a parade, a marching parade to let a person know that you're the greatest. They should already know coming into the relationship. They should know what they have. You know, um, you basically are basically trying to overprove yourself and it tends to be how can i say it? It, it that's not cool if you got to keep proving yourself and a person at some point don't understand that you are a good catch and you're good to them and you love them and you want to be with them um you got to reanalyze your relationship or reevaluate your relationship i that's what i would say i would say reevaluate reanalyze and kind of think secondly about the relationship because a lot of times you don't want to this is how the relationship will go on throughout the relationship. You'll constantly be proving yourself. I'm not going to keep proving myself. If if I'm good for you, I'm going to show you. You have to catch on. We're adults. We're not children. You should not have to teach a person how to love you or teach a person who you are. 
a person at some point a person should see who you are i mean it's just simple a person should see who you are um it's unfortunate that a lot of times we we get caught up in that type of syndrome because i've got caught up in that syndrome i've got caught up in that type of situation and i cannot tell you um how disappointing it is to honestly wake up from this coma of you know trying to please this person cater to this person save this person and realize save yourself first ladies and gentlemen that's what i had to realize the shayla moore had to realize to save yourself first you can't save somebody and you're not saving yourself so with that being said we got to move on oh and they get bored always got to do something always got to have a party always got to go somewhere something to keep their mind occupied to realize they're not that great as they want to pretend or come off to be so they got to be the center of the attraction and the party they got to be the main man the main lady you know they got to be flamboyant they got to be everything and all that you know they they got to be you know because they have really really lows they have some serious lows when they come down off of that high it's like coming down off a drug so if the partner is no longer able to fulfill that space or what that need is that they need they tend to go down on a low a very very low so they have to, to do things to keep that emptiness and that boredom always fulfilled they always have to keep it fulfilled ladies and gentlemen yes yes um, it's just, it's really sad, but in the relationship, you deal with a lot when you're dealing with a narcissistic person. When your partner is narcissistic, you're dealing with a whole lot. It's like you're taking on a job. Yes, you are taking on a job that you do not even see or think that you, uh, how can I say, you don't even know you signed up for it, but you're taking on a job, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So with that being said, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Um, the last one vulnerability to life transitions um they're very vulnerable to life transitions although they don't want to have a transition a lot of times they're going to have a lot of transitions because people are not going to tolerate the nonsense a lot of times they go through a lot of relationships they go through a lot of sexual partners um they a lot of times have high sex drives very very high sex drives um the appetite can be very very high and they can be very promiscuous very promiscuous yeah and a lot of times not all the time because some people can tolerate a narcissist and they might deal with it and they just have to keep replenishing themselves or whatever however they work it out it, it is some people that deal with narcissistic people and they have accepted i've heard a person say my spouse is narcissistic it is what it is i mean you have people that deal with it so if this does not apply let it fly if this does not apply let it fly you know what works for somebody might not work for somebody else that might work for some people to deal with a narcissistic person they might like catering to the ego catering to the id dealing with the situation after situation you know and a lot of narcissistic people have cheated because when they get bored with their spouse they tend to be promiscuous they're looking for something else they're on the prowl because they feel that they're better than you when actually you're probably the best and the greatest thing that has ever happened to them because you stuck it out you dealt with them you catering to them you love them you you tried to help them you try to be there for them but they don't see it my mother used to always say you can't see the forest because of the trees 
This is this is how a narcissistic person is. They can't see the forest because of the trees. They don't realize they have a diamond because they're out here looking for rhinestones. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a podcast that I have as well. You're out here looking for rhinestones and you already got a diamond. That is a podcast. Look that up. Nishayla Moore. Oh, as a matter of fact, I'm sorry. That podcast don't come out to April. I think it comes out the end of March or beginning of April. But anyway, the bottom line is a lot of times they don't realize what they have until it's gone. And when they realize that, that person gets on the low because then the reality sits in and they have to see themselves for who they are. Yes, they have to see themselves for who they are. They have to understand that they're not all that great like they thought they was. And it is just, it's really a sad situation. This is why they are vulnerable to life transitions because a lot of times they have transitions. They have a lot of people come in and out of their life. Now, they might have some people that hang around, some good people that hang around. But a lot of times, a lot of people, they might love them, but they might deal with them from afar because they don't want to tolerate and deal with that. That's, it's really a mental, it's a mental stress, mental strain to deal with a narcissistic. You can do it. Kudos to you. More power to you. I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from you if you're dealing with it. Relative, lover, whatever. I'm telling you what it is, how it goes, and signs and symptoms. I mean, some people can deal with it. Nishay Lamore can't. Um, they're going to always have transition of people coming in and out of the, their lives. Because the people that come in sometimes, and the new people that come in, they think that they're so great. They think that they found the greatest person of all. And then all of a sudden, the personality disorder sits in. It sits in. It kicks in. And then you get to see the real person. The narcissism kicks in, ladies and gentlemen. You get to see that this person is not right. Something is not right with this person. Signs and symptoms are all on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, a narcissistic person cannot hide too long. Can't hide too long. You're going to always see them clearly. But with that being said, I just want to say thank you. I'm wrapping this up. The last and final one, I'm going to try to have more than one person. Thank you for like, share, and following the Shayla Moore. I'm on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all the major panels. I thank you guys. I love all you guys because without you, there's no Nishayla Moore. Well, first of all, without God, there's no Nishayla Moore. And then without you guys like sharing, following and, you know, supporting Nishayla Moore, no Nishayla Moore. I thank you guys. Um, I'm going to continue to do what I do. I have a lot of interesting things coming out. Support the if you can. I don't have a problem if you can't because I'm going to, you know, continue to do what I need to do. What's put on my heart. If you can support the fundraiser for the homeless i appreciate it it's on facebook thank you um again the shade we're gonna have a lot of interesting things i appreciate all of you i thank you guys um this is part two this is the conclusion of part two dealing with the person in um no i'm sorry this is part two of being in a relationship with a narcissistic partner Say it again, ladies and gentlemen. This is part two in dealing with a person experiencing narcissism or being in a narcissistic relationship. I thank you guys. This is going to be interesting, you know, for people to listen to. But I think I brought everything that I could. And there's going to be the final conclusion, which would be 
part three and I, I just can I just hope you guys just can help I mean I'm not help I'm sorry I hope you guys have learned from what I've talked about how can you help me and I'm basically telling you so yeah but um and not telling you guys ladies ladies and gentlemen like you can't tell me something I can't I can't learn from it because I can learn from everybody so I just want to clear that up before you know because everybody twists sometimes people twist things around before you know it so you have to clear things up in this times we, we're in right now so I just wanted to clear that up before we get off the podcast I can learn from everybody as well Nashayla Moore is not all of that where I can't learn from somebody I can learn from everybody you know we all can learn from each other so with that being said again in closing this is part two there will be part three part three hopefully i'm working on it now will be um with multiple people because i want to hear some 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 people that have experience and um it's mostly going to be like testimonies they're going to give their own testimonies of what they see signs and symptoms and things that they've experienced that's going to be really good and the research you know what i'm saying so we're going to do that and um i hope this podcast is touches somebody hard i hope somebody learns from it and i'm going to continue to bring the real life topics i'm going to continue to present myself in a very professional way but at the same time bring the real and i thank you guys niche lamore is out i hope you guys have a wonderful day wonderful week because i don't know when you're going to listen to this wonderful weekend etc etc god bless thank you